This is Ryan Kinseth with the SoCal Artist Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about live wedding painting, creating social media content, finding new ways to create content and market your business. And this episode was an interview done on the My Hometown Artist Podcast with Hannah, who's a social media manager for creatives, whether you're an artist or a musician. Go check out Hannah's page, Hannah's podcast at My Hometown Artist, and let's get into it. Yeah, thanks so much for talking with me. I was I was just gushing over your page. I have never talked to someone Thank who you. does what you do. Um, I was also just checking out the stuff you put on there, like just the personal stuff that you do, like rock climbing um, oh, and your your show with like your booth. I was I was so impressed by it. And I love Thank your style. You. I love it so much. Um, but before I get into that, talking about that, can you let the audience know your name and what you do? Yeah. So um, my name is Ryan Kinseth. And I am an oil painter, uh, a portrait artist. I'm essentially just a full-time artist at this point in my career. And it's been, I'd say, probably seven, eight years in the making, but more um, three or four years serious about it. And now this past year, um, a lot of events have transpired, and now I'm going full full swing into the to the artist lifestyle so congratulations yeah thank you (laughs) thank you so much okay that's that's so many years of hard work that is so many late nights like I'm I'm so excited that you get to do what you want to do how did you figure out that this is what you wanted to do it's funny because I actually I did not go to school for art so I'm kind of different than a lot of the other artists um, that I tend to hear about on podcasts or or follow on their social media pages. I went to school for business and <laughs> went to ASU for uh, business and, mm-hmm. and graduated and joined corporate life. Um, but what's funny is my whole life, I've always um, been into drawing and, and just being creative on the side. Uh, mostly just, honestly, it was probably just drawing. And I come from a very creative family who my dad is actually a dentist. My mom's a dental hygienist. And Mm. on the side, they were, uh, they had a sticker company. Um, And Mm. so they were constantly drawing and using those light boxes to to create these, these characters or these stickers that they get into Hobby Lobby and go to trade shows with. So we, my siblings and I were exposed to kind of just a creative outlook or outlet my entire life um but it yeah it was it was a weird transition for me because I was always into sports and I went to school for business but I always drew and so it wasn't until I uh, finished college and joined the corporate life that I was like what do I want to do and I think the moment I graduated college was when I knew that I wanted to go buy an iPad Pro. It was 2016, and I bought an iPad Pro, the, one of the first generations of it. And I just started getting more and more serious about my creative side now that I 
knew I wasn't going to be a professional soccer player or, mm-hmm. um, you know, had to, had to join the corporate, you know, uh, mindset there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a long time coming, I'd say. Wow. That's a very, uh, that's a very typical um, story that I hear is that, you know, I didn't, it didn't seem like the obvious path for me, but it happened because there was something in my brain that clicked that knew better than me, basically. That's what it, that's what most of the stories I hear sound like. That's so interesting that your parents that's had cool. a side creative thing because um, I, I mean, I have the same thing. I, my parents did things that were not related to artistic, the creative world. And then, and then on the side, I would just find out that, oh yeah, like um, your grandma does like really uh, fantastic painting and she That's knows awesome. like all the technical terms and she had a whole room and that was dedicated to her paintings. And I was, I was just like, what? Like no one told me about this because it was like something they didn't talk about. And it blew my mind when I found out about anyone that was creative in my family because it was like a little secret like we wouldn't talk about it like because we just did our normal thing it's almost like you have to find out about like you have to like ask the questions you're like wait who who painted this 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 uh this portrait or this landscape that's sitting in our living room and it's like it turns out to be your grandparents and you're like I don't even know (laughs) I'm like well okay let's talk about this I feel like a lot of us put it aside because you know it's not the way or or there's things that stop us like we don't have the the privilege of trying to do that so that's I'm really happy that you that you get to to do what you love to do and I was so thank you I was looking at your page I was looking at your style and the transition that you're doing now into live painting um for weddings it Mm -hmm. looks like specifically for weddings can you tell us about your style of painting and how you came up with it because I really love it. I love looking at these. Thank you so much. Yeah, I this has been new for me. Um, I've always loved drawing people. I mean, since I've started drawing, I was drawing people. Uh, I was drawing uh, my friends in college on um, just scratch paper and was trying to perfect portraits. So portraits were always something that, that stood out to me. And it, I think it was more the challenge of trying to capture the likeness of someone that I really enjoy doing. And I, I, I don't get the same, um, I don't get the same thrill or uh, satisfaction when I just do a landscape. Like I like to incorporate mm-hmm. some type of people into it and, and really try to see if I can capture the likeness there. So um, I was doing portraits for, I mean, since I got out of college, I was, um, you know, drawing, drawing on my iPad and, and then I picked up oil painting and was taking figure painting classes and, um, and doing live figure painting classes. And I was pretty quick at it. I am a very loose painter. I'm not, uh, a very stiff, like me to perfect each Mm. stroke. I'm very, very just like, let's get as much paint down as possible and (laughs) keep this moving. Like, um just constantly just trying to get more and more paint on the on the canvas there and so I knew I loved painting people and I love and I was getting quick like pretty quick at it as well like I do a figure painting class and by the end of the three hour session I'd have a pretty good good point of where I left off of where um the drawing was that captured the the model's likeness um 
And so I was, my sister actually, and my mom were like, have you seen like <laughs> the wedding painting? And I was like, yeah, I've been following wedding painting, uh, wedding painters for the last year. It's awesome. Like mm -hmm. I love what they're doing. And they were, they were kind of like, you should like consider this. But the live event was very, it was, it was a big roadblock for me to get over. It was like, I'm going to be almost a form of entertainment now alongside mm -hmm. like my my painting mm. and it's it's almost this mental block I had to get over and I thought about it for probably two months I was working on other commissions and I, at one point I was just I was really trying to imagine myself okay if I can do paintings this quick and if I love painting people and a lot of the live painters I see have a very similar style of like animated um, or kind of like illustrated uh you know, variations of the people I wanted to, I, I knew mine was going to be different. It was going to be a lot more focused on people themselves or the portraits themselves. And so mm -hmm. I, at this point was like, okay, maybe, maybe this is right for me because I love being fast. I love um, painting people and I can add a variation to this industry. And so mm -hmm. when I kind of got over that mental block of I'm going to be performing essentially at these uh live wedding events i kind of went full speed ahead i was like mm -hmm. all right let's create some flyers let's try to get some bookings let's practice this let's see like imagine myself in this in this uh career path and ever since i've decided i'm moving towards this i'm i'm going full speed ahead mm -hmm. to the point where i'm going to book weddings and i'm I'm going to learn whether I like this or not by doing <laughs> yeah. by doing live events. So. That's that's exactly how I force myself to to do something new. If I know it's necessary, I'll just put it in the calendar, make a commitment to something, and then then I have no choice because I always fall through like with what I what is what I put in my calendar. That's awesome. And the I can't imagine what it's like to create something in real time with people around you. There's probably maybe there's people coming behind you to look at what you're doing and there's all these people with all these emotions at the wedding so that has their own yep. <laughs> drama going on with it and it's the most one of the most important days to a lot of people that is so exciting I I can see how your style works so well with that though with just like how warm you make everything feel and the Thank the you. layers that's exactly how I work when I do do uh paintings just for fun i do like constant movement with the colors and the work and then yeah. i worry about creating it like to be perfect afterward that's exactly how i paint too that's and probably how i would do it i feel like and you definitely probably have an eye for it as well because i've gone back to your stuff uh through your your profile too and mm -hmm. you am i wrong did you do you did picture uh photography portrait, yeah. portraits as well yeah if you spin that thing back far enough it's like yeah. my days in school and doing um I did fine art a fine art portrait portfolio I still have it that is mm -hmm. my favorite thing to do when I'm not working or when I am working with my clients is to talk about their work too it's like my little secret is I get to <laughs> talk about everything I love That's so cool. but yeah I love people too I I am so sorry to landscape photographers and macro photographers anybody else but I just can't like even if I go outside I'm not when I'm like hiking I, I don't want to take a picture of it 
But if it's like a person and like beautiful, weird, creepy, or like intimate lighting, I'm like, yes, I need to take a photo of that immediately. And I think it's just like, you know, sometimes people's brains. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think that you're meant to love what you love and you just got to send it full send it. For sure. And, and I like, it's funny because I actually see landscapes and I'm like, like, dang, I wish I was like, I wish I was so passionate about this that I can like explore different landscapes because it's, it's, yeah. I like to travel. I like to be in, in nature. And what's funny is when it comes to painting people, you need people to, to like either mm -hmm. sit for you or model for you or, or be there for the photos. And so it's mm -hmm. just an added factor that's always a little bit more difficult or maybe yeah. it's a candid you know yeah. a candid painting so yeah <laughs> I love your style like I though. wish thank yeah. you so much thank you and I appreciate that thank you it's amazing I'm so excited to see how it goes I have so many um questions just about how you're approaching social media because this is a super uh great opportunity for me to ask because some clients that I have are you know, 10 years behind you as far as their process. And some of them are a little bit ahead. It's kind of a, that range of like a mid-career section. Mm -hmm. And I would love to, to, to hear from you about how you've approached it to grow. Um, I, I want to just ask you, first of all, what your, what your experience has been like on social media for your business? What has been like, has it been really difficult? Or are you just kind of like, it's another thing I do? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question. It's one I think artists are always thinking about and creative types. Uh, it's it becomes that I need to I need to make content. I need to make content on everything I'm doing, um, so people can can know that this is a business and this is what uh, you know. There's uh, options for them to purchase from me or to reach out to me or just um, create a community in general. So for me, um, it's funny. I have a funny relationship with social media. I, if it was, if my, I actually have a personal account and I haven't touched it in probably two years. Mm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, that's my personal account. And I, I don't, it's, it can be draining to be on social media uh, for personal reasons for myself. And um, mm. it's not my favorite thing to do. But it's so funny because when it comes to like my art business, I actually it's it's almost like it's a whole different world because I'm creating content and and I get to be creative as possible um, for how I approach this uh, creating content. And I know if I'm not creating content, I need to be out there finding other ways of how people will know that I create art and take a look at my art and you know I'd love to share this with the world mm -hmm. and so I I feel how important it is to to create content and to share that story in social media and really build kind of a community there um so yeah I mean I I it's it's definitely mm -hmm. an interesting relationship it's you know I'm not I'm not super far you know, in, in terms of how many followers or, you know, um, how, how big I got. Um, but I'm, I'm proud of the amount of people that, uh, that have shown that they, you know, they care about what I have to say or, 
or, um, you know, are enjoying or entertained or um, are learning if I provided some value in some way. Um, it's, I mean, you know this because you, you literally help creatives with, with social media content. It, it just feels very important to just the, the engine of my business of how I get my word out there. And, um, and then if it doesn't have to be as draining, I think, as people think, because you get to be creative with it, you get to storytell in different ways, you get to, to test different things out and see what's working, what's not. And then mm -hmm. just kind of like you, you noticed in the beginning was I started posting rock climbing content. And that's on my art, like that's on my art account. Um, and it's because I enjoy rock climbing, I want people to know. I, this is something else I like to do too. If you like mm -hmm. rock climbing, it's, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll, maybe this will resonate with you too, art and rock climbing or art and soccer or something like that. Yeah. So. You're a person. And I love that when I looked at your page, this is really rare actually. When, when I look at a page and it's, it looks like the perfect amount of that. It's what I call just anything content it, I have I talk about it different ways but basically it's the the 20 percent of the time just setting down all these things that you need you think you need to make to to get the word out and be a business and just post something that makes you happy like for me it's usually something really silly or a moment that I had that was joyful to me and that really brings me in that that balance that you've made on your page is what I would call perfect is the amount of wow. times we see that it's not it's not like, you know, 10 posts and then, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, I have a business going on. This is my offer. It's like really good, a really great balance. And I love the uh, the the way that you've been approaching things like your new offer, because like, for example, you had uh, a, vid a video where you were talking about um, preparing to do live events by pretending. And then you were filming yourself for the content, um, pretending like you were doing it and having like an inner narrative with us and I was I love that so much and I loved the fact that you brought us into like I'm new to this like this is where I'm at that's super vulnerable to talk about I feel like that would make that would make me really appreciate my artists when they come to my event to know that they put time into this and maybe they are nervous about it but obviously by watching the process video you can see your talent so that 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 checks off a lot of boxes with one video so my question to you Thank is you. how did you come up with that idea like did you see someone else do that or something similar how did you come up with an idea that can hit all those different targets yeah well first off thank you so much I like that is a high praise and and coming from you too absolutely um, so I appreciate that um and then as far as the so that video was funny because I'm in this weird stage where I'm shifting my focus to live event painting. And, um, and it, it's funny because a lot of the, I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, just in general, but uh, I've actually been really diving into the live event space podcast to really just kind of understand what challenges I'm going to face and how I can um, best, best prepare myself for this space. Mm. And a lot of people, <laughs> when I hear the wedding painters, a lot of them talk about how they got started. And it's really funny because a very common theme is they say, oh, someone, someone, someone side was an artist and they approached me and asked if I could uh, paint for their wedding. And 
every time I'd hear this, I've heard this multiple, multiple times. Every time I'd hear this, I was always like, no one has appro- approached me. <laughs> no one has <laughs> approached lying. me to, to, to go uh, paint their weddings. That has not happened to me. Um, and I kind of laugh because I'm like, okay, so I'm in this spot right now. I, I want to pursue this, this area. A lot of people that are entering this space were approached and asked to do a wedding, whether it was at a, you know, free or discounted price, or um, maybe they fully charged. But I was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, I don't have anyone <laughs> approaching me. What is the mm-hmm. best way I can show that I can do this? Well, there's a couple of different ways. Some of them would be to go out and literally ask people, which is something I'm tampering with as well. If you'd like me to paint your wedding for, let's say, a discounted price or, or, you know, I'm, I'm willing to be flexible while I'm earlier in this, in this career path here. Mm. And then mm. two, to answer your question was, I was like, what's a kind of a, a creative way to show people I can paint a wedding or here's how I would approach this if I was at your wedding. And so I put this little silly video together that I thought was, I, sometimes I get enjoyment out of like, just, <laughs> making a silly video I'm like I have no idea if this is gonna resonate yeah. or not with with the audience and um and so I think the one you're talking about where I uh I literally dressed up like I was at a wedding and I'm like here's uh you know here's what it would look like if I was painting your wedding and uh-huh. I got a couple reference photos of uh, someone in a wedding and then like a different um venue and then I just was showing myself practicing and and I actually was timing myself too on my watch it was like I'm at four hours I'm at five hours and here's where I'm at right here mm-hmm. and that was my way of showing hey I can do this because I actually do have confidence in myself to be able to do this I just need to convey that to to the people and so mm-hmm. um, yeah. that was how I came up with it it was it was like how do I show that this is something I can do. And I was just trying to find fun ways to to show that. Yeah. Those beginning stages are hard. It's like, it's, I mean, the way I explain it is it's like exponential growth of content ideas in your journey of the business. So in the beginning, it's really, really hard for a longer period of time. And then the curve goes through the roof and all of a sudden it gets way easier because you have clients to like formulate content and that's exactly what everyone experiences so in the beginning it is it is really about being very honest about what's going on you know we're not uh, saying Mm -hmm. oh yes I've done this forever I know everything about this it's going super well I will do perfectly at your wedding it's like it's about saying like this is my skill set that I have like I'm working on you know getting excited about doing this for the first time that's honest thing I'm thinking about right now and then coming up with solutions exactly like that asking other people you know who maybe someone else who who does live paintings you know in your beginning of your career what were some of the things that you used to make that solution like how did you show your work and then a lot of the times they'll give you ideas that you're like oh okay like so that that was hitting the most important part which is showing that I genuinely care very much about what I do but it wasn't imposing any false narratives. It was just making sure that you felt connected to that person. And that's exactly what that video did. Um, the other thing that you did a fantastic job of was storytelling, which is something I, I've been blabbering on about lately because 
it is really honestly where everything is focused. It's the one word that's so important. And the the video that I was uh, referencing when I was sending you over my notes, it was a video that you posted where you were telling us about your day at the beach, I think it was. Um, you were yeah. telling the story about what you created and what why you created it. And I I want people listening to go check out your page and see that style that you created because that video was really, really good. I really love that. That's exactly what I would look for in my clients. Can you tell us how how you decided that was the story you wanted to tell? Because I think we can know, okay, storytelling is important, but how did you know that that was a valuable story to tell? How did you pick it? This is an amazing question. I mean, just just the fact you're asking these questions is like, because I actually saw when you, you sent this um, that you were talking about this video and I was I'm like, I'm so glad you asked this question because that's not Yay. an easy one to, to find. Yeah. Um, it, it's so funny because I've struggled with, do I come up with the idea first and then create a story around that, uh, a story around that, or do I just kind of go about my art process? You know, you know, I'm always finding things uh, to paint and then, and then later worry about how I'm going to story tell that, or I wouldn't say worry, but, um, mm. but brainstorm on how I'm going to story tell that. And so the video you're talking about was this, this moment in Hawaii. Um, I was there with my family and girlfriend and um, my girlfriend and I were, uh, walking around on the boardwalk and it was uh, this day in Maui it was last year it was the biggest record in the last 50 years of swells to hit the island of Maui and um, the waves mm. were over 20 feet big and the shore break so extremely dangerous and mm. we were just in awe of this day I mean I was taking videos I was walking around I just wanted to watch the ocean because I've always been around the ocean and this was like insane to be just standing there and all the locals were going out and surfing and and bodyboarding these deadly waves <laughs> and <laughs> and so there was this one moment where um one of the workers at the the con uh, the whaler which is in Kanapali Beach uh was shoveling the sand off the boardwalk because the waves were coming up so big or the tide was coming up so high and it was just covering the boardwalk in sand. And this worker was shoveling sand off, off the boardwalk and the sun was kind of setting. There's big waves in the background. And I just, I'm like, this is a great, like, I want to, I'm going to paint this. And so I took a picture of him and I actually took maybe like five or six pictures. He didn't even know I was taking it, but it was like this cool moment that I saw. And I'm like, I can't wait to like, actually get back to the studio and and paint this moment and mm. I had all this so I had all this footage from that day I had the pictures that I took of him and I thought to myself how can I best tell the story of what what kind of transpired this day and this I throwing it back a little bit middle school I took tv video production classes and then throughout high school like I actually enjoyed editing videos so mm -hmm. I've always kind of had this like I don't mind editing videos and I kind of like it and would use iMovie and I've moved on to Final Cut Pro mm -hmm. and so I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna 
kind of create this little Instagram reel of, and I'll put it on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts and see what kind of resonates best. And I, um, I gathered the footage I had from that day, the waves crashing, I, the, the photos I had of the sky. And I knew the missing piece was me actually like painting or drawing the sky, which in that video you were talking about, I actually drew them on my iPad pro. And so once I drew him on my iPad pro, I filmed that process. And then after that, I, I had all this collection of footage and pictures and my footage of me uh, drawing him. And I'm like, what's the best way I can put this together. And I just kind of played with it and figured out, okay, like I'll talk about this day, kind of make it like, like a climax. And, you know, mm -hmm. here's the, here's the craziness. And then it kind of took you down a little bit of like, mm -hmm. like some suspenseful music. And, um, and I've been really playing with voiceovers a lot more and kind of showing a little bit more of my personality, um, which is just like having fun with it. And, Mm -hmm. not taking itself too seriously and and so yeah the video you're talking about I ended up putting it all together and found a way that it was like good enough that I could story tell that day and threw in some like random like uh stock music that was mm -hmm. like suspenseful and then like happy and then suspenseful and then and mm -hmm. just that was that was my having fun with storytelling with what actually happened with this drawing and this painting, which I feel like is a good, good way to, to show this is who I am. This is my personality. I, I don't take myself too seriously. Mm -hmm. I like to like have fun with things. And this was my way of, of creating some fun video on something that I actually enjoyed painting and drawing and, mm -hmm. uh, and the meaning behind what happened that day. Wow. I think that that's a lesson in a lot of important things for for everyone that's going to listen. I'm so excited for them to go check out your page because first of all, I mean just storytelling wise, the just the basic structure of, you know, a hook or introduction and then a climatic moment, the moment of the the highest tension and then the resolution. Those that storytelling structure can be applied to your Saturday last Saturday when you went to a flea market to sell your work like it doesn't have to be you know the most incredible story ever told to be in that structure and that structure and mine definitely keeps... aren't <laughs> it is mine definitely aren't <laughs> but that video that video got like really got my attention because you did do that and thank it was you, thank you and it was it was a moment where I was like oh this is this is really what I'm talking about when I mean when I say valuable content, if you follow people, anyone who talks about social media, you hear the word valuable content seventy thousand times. But what that means is basically, did you did you have an intention with this work to provide something, some new information to us that is valuable to us that we don't have to ask for or do any work to get? You're going to give it to us. That's what being valuable means, and that's what videos like that do because you're showing us so much about you and about your process and about the artistic process and someone who does not you know do paintings or they're uh they're not even going to get married in the next couple of years maybe they will remember that or maybe they have a friend who's getting married and they're like you know what I saw I saw this video and I thought that this person really cares about their process and those are the videos that stick in your mind because 
you know, we can see a thousand trending reels of you going to trending audio, but we're not going to remember you when it comes time for when the word wedding comes around. We're not going to have that little bell in our brain that thinks about you because we didn't have a a story being told like that. And that's why I love that content. That's why I love that video so much. And I, I would love to ask you about the, the correlation to that with your business and with kind of your bigger picture for your sales funnel is what it's what's what it's usually referred to as um mm-hmm. I saw that you have a website and you you have you know ability for us to communicate with you through that do you track data on your website um where people visit you and do you notice any correlations or patterns between your posting and your website traffic. What I'm what I'm trying to kind of get at is more of and it's okay if you don't have it, but what is your uh your final destination for your inquiries, inquiries for people who want to work with you? Have you noticed any correlation between website and social media work? Yeah, I mean, this is a great question as well. Um so yeah, I have my website and it's through Wix. Uh and yes, I do track my data. And I also get notification. <laughs> I also get notified. I don't know if a lot mm. of people know this. Actually, maybe this is good information for people to just know in general yeah. in case they're doing some stalking. But <laughs> I actually get notifications anytime someone visits visits my page and I know what it I know what city they're located in. So it's nice. kind of funny when when um <laughs> there's oh, been moments city? like where I'm at. <laughs> No, 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 not, oh. not you. Uh, there's been times where I'm at my job and someone like found out like, oh, I, when I was a full-time job, someone found out that I was uh, like an artist on the side because I wouldn't always like say it outright. Oh. And then they go to my website and they sent it to everyone. And then I start getting like 10 clicks on my on my website oh. and I can see, I'm like, oh, a lot of people like in, right now in these areas are going and um it was just always funny because I, I, so I don't get that much traffic. I mean, um, I probably get maybe like 10, 10 visits every couple of days, uh, maybe like 30 visits, um, a week. And, and I do, I do look at the data and you are so right. It's, um, yes. To answer your question, when it comes to social media posting, uh, there is one, 100% a correlation to my my website visits and my social media posting and social mm-hmm. media being a broad term because I'm posting on YouTube, um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually even started posting on LinkedIn. And then I also have my podcast um, as mm-hmm. well. And uh, yeah, so any, so when I'm kind of going the full circle there of like posting and I'm in a good rhythm, you can always see a, a correlation to, to more website visits. And the reason I had a strong opinion on this, especially with what, when you just asked me, I just came back on vacation from vacation mm-hmm. in uh, Cabo uh, yesterday and I was gone for a week and I was, I don't think I posted a single thing while I was in Cabo this last week. And, um, I probably got maybe like four website visits when I usually get maybe 20 plus in a week or so, um, which Mm -hmm. I think just strongly correlates to 
I was not posting anything on any of my social medias. And you can definitely see a correlation to, um, you know, whether or not people are finding you that way. Mm. But that's just my my subjective opinion. Um, there's always kind of the residual effects of people like, you know, especially on like TikTok where your videos are still getting views or maybe accelerating in views and that might drive people to the landing page there mm-hmm. and um, just kind of in random spurts there. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, did you ask, I'm blanking. Was there another question that you just. No, that answers uh, everything. I think um, that's so funny that you get a little notification. I didn't, um, I didn't know that you could do that. That'd be so like dopamine inducing for me to see someone on my page. I'd be like, Oh, where are they? <laughs> what are they doing? What do it's they want? brutal. Yeah. It's- yeah, well, it it's nice it when they fill. Yeah, yeah, it, it's nice when they fill in the like the contact information. I get a notification right away, almost like a text message, like "Oh, someone filled in their contact information to to reach out." Um, but the the I don't know how smart it is to keep the notification of <laughs> someone visiting your page. Um, but yeah, it's definitely no, a feature. That's great. I think it. I think it keeps you um, engaged because. A lot. I talk about um, you know positive feedback loops a lot. A lot of people will get frustrated with you know, well, no one's commenting or or I don't have an inquiry, and it's like, well, like what kind of feedback are you giving yourself to create that loop so that you feel like showing up, so that you feel like investing in whatever it is you're investing. And a lot of the times, it's something that's simple and small. Like when I get uh, a chat in my in the podcast Discord, I get a little like a ding on my laptop and it's it's a sound now that I've like Pavlog dog myself into being really happy about because it means someone has a question and it means someone is listening to the podcast and that's giving my brain you know happiness and I I think that it's a good point that you know for every artist their business plan is going to look different and mm-hmm. you know your your traffic from social media for some artists is the the sole driver of their sales you know if that went away that that's where they put all their time and energy and then for some artists you know they do they do uh, other types of marketing they have you know shows or they go to um like wedding um event venues i've talked to photographers who do that and you know their social media is a thing that they're they're slightly investing in less so it's good it's good to know who you are and what you're doing and to know how much you should be investing. You know, if you have all online sales and you're all remote, maybe it's a good idea to really invest in that more. But if if not, then you should focus on how it works into your life. And it's always For interesting sure. to hear about website traffic because, you know, websites are often the final destination where we want to send people. And then those are people that are primed to buy from you. So it's interesting to know the correlation between the two and see um, what's going on when you're posting and not posting. But as far sure. as site views goes, I'm, that sounds like a great number just to start off with. I think that's great to for where you're going. I think that's very exciting. I'm glad that, that people are visiting your website because when I got on it, that's often the next step I take when I, before I have a strategy call is seeing you know, what's the website like? Like, what's the final goal here? Where are people going? And yours yours looks like a great landing page. So I'm excited to see Thank you. how people take that. I love your, the features of your work and and the the colors that you bring to it too. I think that just having Thank that you. be very similar between the two is, is a really good thing. Um, 
my other question is one that I haven't gotten to ask yet of anybody. Um, Ooh, and it's something that I cool. thought, yeah, it's something that I think about a lot because back, I mean, I'm still a photographer, but a lot of the photos that I take are, you know, the human body. Sometimes they're nude content. Sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just an arm and a leg. And sometimes I get flagged for that when I would post that. And it's, it's a, it's a question that's so infuriating, but you, so some of your work has sensitive content like that. How, mm -hmm. what has that been like for you to post that? Have you had problems? And if so, like what has gone down? How have you handled it? Because I've had problems like that. How has your experience been? Yeah, good question. Um, I also wonder if your problems, because if it was with photography, I don't know. They're, they seem to be stricter when it comes to probably photography more than um, more than someone painting mm. like a nude figure. But I don't I don't know what the exact guidelines are there. Um, mm. But great question. I'm so desensitized to it because, um, yeah, I mean, throwing it back to when I came out of college, I worked at, Enter this is random, I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car um, mm. and was working 60 hours plus per week at this, uh, at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, I would go drive an hour at uh, 6.30 to make the 7.30 class and Van Nuys, um, and I was in working in Hollywood for mm -hmm. figure painting classes. And so since 2017, um, I was, every Wednesday, I was trying to get out to Van Nuys to take this figure painting class uh, where they'd have a live nude, nude model. And I don't know if you've ever gone to any uh, figure studios uh, where you draw any nude, or um, if you were in art school as well, um, were you actually? I, I'm curious. Um, so my my degree is actually in uh, it's a technical degree in photography, and then awesome. it's also a, a marketing business degree on top of it. So not art. We That's don't cool. call it art school, but I made it art school because I wanted it to be. I, I went right brained with it. <laughs> awesome, love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I would take. I'm so I was so desensitized desensitized to it because I was taking figure painting classes um, with oil painting, and then I would even do like drawing classes um which was just sketching drawing classes of figure painting or figure drawing um always with nude models um just as a lot of the art community knows um a lot of the time for you know painting anatomy and um the intricacies of the human body mm. i'm so desensitized to it that it's like i i, I post it and then I'm like, I don't know if it's going to get flagged. If it gets flagged, it's okay. I'm not like, I'm not creating big videos around it. Cause also something I'm very cognizant of is I'm not taking many process videos because if it's, if I'm drawing or painting someone nude, I also, I feel weird about me, you know, taking a shot of me painting or drawing. And then it gets that person in the, in the video itself. Mm -hmm. and you know they may or may not be okay with that and so I don't even go down that route I just the only thing I'm taking pictures of or videos of is me and my painting or my drawing mm -hmm. and so when I post it on Instagram um I you know it's people are usually pretty receptive of it um especially because a lot of the people that tend to follow artists are artists 
but I have experienced um, issues. I think when I went to go boost a post back in the day, I'm mm. like, let me try playing with the boost feature. And I'd boost a post and maybe it was a nude figure painting or drawing. And um, I definitely remember it, it going against the guide, the, the community guidelines when I went to go boost it, probably because it's going to put it out to people who might not be, um, I don't I, but I feel like I get to set it above 18. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand what the community guidelines are when it comes oh, to each social media, <laughs> social media platform. It's going to be on my website. Um, mm -hmm. Artists are, I feel like artists are just so desensitized to, to new uh, drawings or paintings that, I don't really think twice if I'm posting it. Um, I haven't experienced anyone getting mad at me for posting mm -hmm. it. And if they did get mad, I'd probably just say something like, Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, this is something I do. Like, yeah, um, you, you know, yeah, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to follow me if you don't want. That's, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> that's super but, um, interesting. Yeah. What about you? What, like what type of uh, issues have you experience well, with this I mean I don't do it anymore because of the purpose of my page um it has moved from being more personal to like okay I'm, I'm gonna share photography as as I take it but it's not for my personal enjoyment it's really just to show share my life more but uh -huh. when I'm used to post more you know figures I I never went down the the rabbit hole of having actual nudes on there because um I, I saw so many people lose their pages and mm. so I I played the game and you know most of my portfolio it's I ended up going in a different direction anyway but it was it was kind of infuriating because the rules are loosey-goosey like across the board there's no you know there's no person actually looking at each post and deciding if it should be taken down or not a lot of the times sure. it's it's that transition that i see artists go through from their their audience being other artists to their audience being new potential clients outside of just the, the art community that's when they tend to see more flags of, of things because it's being seen by more people that aren't in that world mm -hmm. and that's that's why some people you know might quote unquote, get away with it. And some people really struggle. I've seen, you know, I've seen some of uh, my clients who, who have their whole work is based a lot on, you know, content that's like for, for older audiences. And it does include nude photography and things like that, or paintings. And they really, really mm -hmm. struggle with that because it's their livelihood and it's on a platform that they don't yeah. control. And the, the, the rules are different, you know, for a celebrity posting that versus uh, a fine artist posting that it's totally different rules and you can't control it can so my that. my my recommendation that um that I give to anyone who's going to have content like that on any platform until there's a day when you know there's a platform for finding artists that is uh, more fair in that sense I always say you know have a backup page and maybe have a backup Smart. backup page and post to both those pages like you know focus on one but keep the other one very important and and just repost the same things because like there there's nothing more devastating to me than you know people I've seen who who have an all online model and they have sensitive content and then they lose it 
and then they have to go back to the drawing board. And that's heartbreaking to me. So I wanted to bring that up just, just to remind other people that if they have that content to have those backup pages and also just Smart. to get mad about it because I wanted to get mad about it. <laughs> to make other people get mad about it. That's cool. Yeah, that's smart about the backup page. I'm I'm considering this now, um, which actually it kind of makes me think of a question to ask you because I'd love oh, to yeah. know your input on this. Um, taking it down slightly different different route there, but what are your thoughts as uh, someone who really helps uh, with social media with creatives um, and you know with your clients as well? What are your what's your standpoint on having multiple accounts for different areas that you focus in or kind of posting it all on one because I have dabbled with post, uh, creating an account for live events or creating an account for mm. just my digital drawings as opposed to my oil paintings um I'd love to hear your standpoint on this this question mm. yeah it's definitely case by case I was just talking with someone who had many different products and it's kind of reminding me of the conversation about niching about getting really into one thing which is which is a difficult conversation because people misunderstand it a lot a lot of the times my stand on you know your thing is like you are you as a person you as a human your story the the random things you're interested in that's all a part of a quote-unquote niche like it's your thing and you don't, you know, your niche is not really live painting because a lot of people do that. It's more, you know, how you approach it. That's your niche, how you see mm. your work in your world. So I would say if if those two uh, services that you offer have really similar purposes and stories and reasons why you do it, and the content's going to be similar and the amount of personal information you share will be similar, I would say keep it on the same page if they're going to one website anyway makes that sense. that's what makes sense because you know again it is a lot about the what's the final destination for these people and if they're going to two totally separate websites so for example if you had if you did music producing and then you also you know did watercolor paintings those are two pretty different services with very different stories to tell about them and like why you do I them agree. and your website's going to be two different websites possibly um so i would say that would be a situation where it might be a good idea to do that um a lot of the times i feel like with artists they tend to see that as you know i have i have a personal page where i post my artwork because that's been my life for so long and then i also have this business page and that's mm -hmm. kind of more helpful i think if you're if you're just starting out cuz a lot of listeners to this are kind of in the beginning stages to have that structure because you know you're finding out what you want to do you don't like you probably can't even like afford to have multiple websites that's a lot to ask it's a lot of time so it's adding up yep. yeah yeah that's kind of more I would approach it more of you know ask someone who wants to have that service and say you know are these things so, so different that you are a totally different audience that I'm speaking to or is it you know, portraiture painting and then live painting. They're both people, they're both the same people probably going through a life transition is what your audience is. So then I would say, no, you don't really need two pages. So it's really case by case of what's going to work for you. Also, like 
if you don't have the time to do both those things, I wouldn't even think about it right now. Um, yeah, that, that makes don't. sense. I, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I want to make that time, that time <laughs> to do that. That's yeah. great advice. So. Like, great I don't advice. even have a personal page because I, I don't even want one. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm happy with the information I share. So it's kind of up to you about, you know, multiple business pages, personal pages, it's just a lot to ask. And I, I would get really real about how much time you have and if the audiences that you're speaking to are really that different before you make a new page. Sometimes it is necessary. Um, and if it is, definitely write that down before you start doing it. Write down whole plan before you start separating your pages. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that's that's, good that's a great question. Yeah. I, I thought of yeah. it from your question about multiple accounts, which I probably need to make a backup just in case. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. anxiety inducing. It's not fun, but we can't control it. We we can control things like, you know, our personal Patreon pages and our websites and our newsletters. Those those are yours. Like that's I think it's I think it's hard because artists get really mad because they say, you know, you know, I'm being taken away this 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 ability to express and this is a totally normal thing. It's a human body. But honestly, we don't own it so like what you do own like do what you want on that and like invest in that and spend your time in that but you know just get mad and then move on from it and then just get mad yeah <laughs> that's fine that's to get mad. I, I, would, I would love if everybody could just get mad as much as they wanted about stuff and then move on because that's really the hard part is to move you gotta on get it out at some point just yeah. punch a punching bag and go rock climb and fall and do some, oh yeah some things to get yeah you're out i feel you yeah and then can you tell us where to find you because i want everyone to know um you know what what they should do to go work with you where your website is um and your social media where where do you want to send people if they are looking for a live wedding session or portraits where should they go yeah i'll um i'll i'll say multiple places here but um Instagram, uh, almost everything I have for social media is Ryan Kinseth Art. So Instagram, um, if you go to my Instagram page, I mean, that's kind of the main main spot here. But um, uh, you can always DM me there. Um, I'd say my website as well, www.ryankinsethart.com. And Kinseth is spelled like kind Seth, kind Seth. And it's Ryan with an R, R-Y-A-N. I know Starbucks mixes Brian's and Ryan's up a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, TikTok, Ryan can set art as well. Um, you could reach out to me, Instagram or my website. Either way, I, a lot of people do either. So I'm okay with both. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I also appreciate you bringing me on, Hannah. This has been awesome. And glad awesome. we finally uh, connected and um virtually here so i uh, thank you so much for having me this has yeah been fun. thank you for your time sorry for the delay if you sent an application a long time ago i don't remember who did oh that. no this is <laughs> this was um that was honestly it was like perfect timing so i really good yeah thanks so much feel free to dm me i always say you know if you have been on the podcast and i can recognize that your dm i'll answer any question like if you have a video or idea or something I love to brainstorm on it don't ever feel bad about sending me a dm um and I'll try to answer any question 
if you ever come across something that's frustrating or if you want to try something new, just let me know. Yeah, we'd love to connect um, and stay in touch. And also, Hannah posts, just to Hannah's audience, Hannah posts all the time and is creative with <laughs> her posts. And I've seen like your poetry and everything else you offer um, and, you know, keep it engaging. And um, I'm always interacting with your story. I mean, Hannah's got some excellent skills with uh, social media posting. So Thank it's been an you. honor. Of course, yeah. and it's been an honor. And that means we'll so connect. much to me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, well. that's so kind. That is it for the episode today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go into the podcast and write a review and give a rating. It really helps me know what's working, what's not working, so I can change it up for y'all. And if you know anyone getting married, any friends or family who might be interested in a wedding cleaner, I am booking for 2023 and 2024, so please reach out to me. Thank you. Have a good rest of your week.